There's a, a story uh, that Mother uh, Teresa, St. Mother Teresa, had told about an experience that she had with this uh, young man from the United States some many years ago. Um, there was a, a young entrepreneur um, from the United States who had heard of Mother Teresa and was very interested in what she was doing. And it, it affected him deeply to hear of uh, her work with the poor in India and all that. And he was, uh, he was blessed with great business acumen and at a very early age he had, he had made his mark and uh, with his own company was making a ton of money. And he, and he was also feeling a little bit restless. Like somehow God was asking him to do more. And so he's like, all right, what, what should I do? And he prayed on it. And he had this, and they saw the, another story about Mother Teresa. He says, you know what? I think I, I'd like to go meet her. I, I'd like to meet Mother Teresa and maybe donate a lot of money to her so she can do some stuff. And he thought about it. And he ranged through some intermediaries to actually go to Calcutta and to go to Mother's uh, big convent in the center of the slums and to meet her and to give her some money, give her a big fat check. That was his, that was his idea. So he gets on, it's in the middle of summer, he gets on the plane, goes over there, and as he's coming in, uh, you can see just the, the vastness of the city and, and the closer he gets, you can just see the squalor of it. He gets off the, the plane in, in this just dirty, crowded, hot airport. And he had anticipated the heat, so he wore a nice white linen suit and he had his nice leather briefcase with his big fat check in it. And he was waiting for somebody at the airport to kind of let them uh, be the, like the welcoming committee for him because he's this important guy from the United States. Well, there wasn't anybody, anybody there to meet him. And so he just, all right, I get in the cab, I got the address and hops in this rickety old cab and says that he's going to see Mother Teresa where the cab driver knows where she's at. So you know, they, they just drive off into the, into the city and he's just amazed at just the, it's so crowded and chaotic and the noise and the heat and the dust and the dirt and the squalor and the poverty. And, and he's driving with his cab driver for like an hour and a half. And finally they pull up in front of this convent, this nondescript building in the middle of this horrible neighborhood. And he gets out and the cab driver just takes off. And he's standing there in his nice white suit and his briefcase and all these little street urchins come up and are grabbing at him. And uh, he's pounding on the convent door and he's getting a little panicky. And the door opens and the sister's there. And, she, you know, she says, well, come on in and shuts the door. And it's like they sealed out the world. And it's in this quiet, beautiful little atrium. It's clean and, and the, it just gleams. And there's silence and it's cool. And you just, oh, praise God, I'm here. And he says, well, I'm here, here to, to see Mother. I have an appointment. And she, she goes, okay, just have a seat. And he does. And he's there for a while, like in a half hour, hour, and finally... This little, short little nun walks in and it's Mother Teresa. And he's, he stands up and he's like, I'm so-and-so from the United States and I'm here to present you a gift. And he's reaching in to get his big fat jacket. She goes, no, put that down. You're not going to need it. Take that jacket off. You're not going to need it. Take that tie off. You're not going to need it. And he's like, all right. And he's 
taking his jacket off, takes his tie off, puts his bag down, and she goes, now come with me. And they go back outside into the street. And she just starts going at a brisk pace. The crowds part before her, and he just follows her for like a half-hour walk through these horrible neighborhoods. And finally they come to this, this little shack, this lean-to on this building with a, uh, with a little, you know, dirty, uh, torn curtain as the door. And, and she goes, this is the place. And she goes, now go in there. And he's like, I'm not going in there. She goes, go in there. And he gets, gets kind of crouches down and goes in and she follows him. And there on the floor on this dirty old mattress is this old, you know, just sore ridden, dying man. And, and, and just, it, it, there's flies and it's just oppressively hot. And she goes, now pick him up. He's like, I'm not picking him up. She goes, pick him up. And he finds himself against his will. He's picking this guy up and he weighs next to nothing. And she goes, okay, now let's go back. And, and he's carrying this guy and he smells and he's dirty and he's got sores and he's getting blood on his, on his beautiful white linen shirt. And, and, and he, they're just gone. Finally, they get back to the convent and he walks in. He's got this dying guy and, and he's like, all right, I'm going to put him down. So she goes, no, 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 take him upstairs. Follow me. And they go up the stairs into this beautiful, uh, clean, large bathroom with all these tubs. And there was a the nun there in the middle, of, in front of one of the tubs, and she had just finished filling it with warm water. And Mother goes right over, and she goes, okay, now put him down. And, he goes, and the guy's like, thank God. And he puts him down, and she goes, now, take his clothes off. Strip him. And the guy's I'm not doing that. And she goes, do it. And he does it. Takes this, takes this old dying guy's clothes off, and it's just pathetic. This, this man is so sick. And she goes, okay, now, pick him up again. And he's like, oh. She goes, put him in the water. And he goes, all right, fine. He puts him in the water. And he goes, okay, are we done? And she goes, no, bathe him. Bathe him. He says, I'm not going to bathe him. She goes, bathe him. And so he finds himself against his will, bathing the guy. She goes, okay, when you finish, we'll be downstairs having lunch. You come join us. And mother leaves. Guy starts bathing. Well, about 10 minutes later, mother's in the dining room with all of her sisters, and they're laughing and eating, and, you, know, to, you know, just talking, and uh, just their, the joy of, of their life. And, and all of a sudden, in the doorway is this guy. And he's got this look on his face, like he's stunned. He's just white as, white as a ghost. And the nuns look at him. Mother looks at him. And the nuns start clapping and cheering. And mother gets up and she goes and grabs him by the hands. And she looks up at him and she goes, you saw him, didn't you? And the guy goes, tell me what I saw. She goes, you know what you saw. You saw him, didn't you? And then, you know, the nuns are laughing and clapping and just filled with joy for this man and what he's, what's, what's happened. And the mother goes, tell me what you saw. He goes, I, I don't know. And she goes, yes, you do. Tell me what you saw. He goes, all I know is that when I was bathing him, all of a sudden he lifted his head and looked at me and it wasn't him anymore. It was someone else. She goes, who did you see? And the guy goes, it was Jesus. It was the face of Jesus. I know it. She goes, yes. Yes. She goes, that happens here all the time. Now, let's have some lunch. 
All right, now, that guy, this is a true story, he stayed there for three years. Three years he stayed there. It had so transformed his life. Now, brothers and sisters, this is what we're all supposed to be about in a certain sense. Don't you think sometimes, I know this is true for myself, that sometimes I like to play it safe with my faith. I have my prayer book, my bravery, I, I, you know, I have my certain spot in the chapel where I can do my holy hour. Uh, I have my schedule in the office. I, you know, I, I, I know how to do my, my home visits. It's all very nice and neat and tidy. But the Lord wants more from us than this tidy little, controlled, comfortable faith. You say, well, I go to Mass. I said, yes, we, prayers, holy hours, our prayer books, going to Mass, all that's absolutely essential. But what we do here and that these, these exercises that we go through that we're so used to are to bring us to a different place. Don't you see? And, and then maybe this is where, like myself, this is where I get a little bit nervous. Because, oh, I mean, I, I'm supposed to do something with all that. And it's supposed to take me to a place where I'm not comfortable. And it's not neat and tidy. And it isn't controlled. And I have to live by the Spirit. And I have to be obedient to what the Lord's asking of me in the moment. The grace of the present moment. And I, I'm not in control. Boy, that's a lot different, don't you think? And it's like, if we, if we pay attention to the gospel today, this guy who's testing Jesus is basically saying, Jesus, I want you to justify my faith. I want you to tell me that I'm doing a great job. I want you to tell me that I don't need to do anything else with my faith. Just tell me how great I am. That's all I want you to do, Jesus. Tell me I'm awesome and then leave me alone. And, and Jesus isn't going to do that. The guy who's trying to justify himself keeps pushing and he says, and so Jesus finally says, all right, here's this story. He tells him this. We've all heard this a million times. It gets Samaritan. This guy who's lying there on the, on the ground, left for dead, covered with sores, dirty, smelly, whatever it might be. And Jesus says, you, you're going to have to deal with this guy. And so he gives us examples. Here's the priest. You know, he's follower of the law, he's justified in his own mind, he knows what the rules are, and he knows one of the rules is you can't touch a, a, a guy who's got blood all over him. You become unclean, so what does he do? He crosses to the other side, because that's what he's supposed to do. That's comfortable. I don't have to deal with the mess. I'm going to go to the other side of the street. Well, guess what? We don't need to go to the other side of the street. The Lord's saying, I want you here on this side of the street, and I want you to deal with what's right in front of you I want you to do that. And then the next guy, he does the same thing. Finally, this other guy, Samaritan, who's not even Jewish, he comes up and what does he do? Out of, out of his money, out of his, his time, out of his resources, he pours the wine and the oil of healing, merciful love on this guy and brings him back to life. That's the deal. 
You deal with what in front of you, the Lord says. You don't cross to the other side. You don't go to your safe places because there are some times where, where your faith is going to require you to step up and to get dirty and smelly and deal with the wounds of other people and love them to bring my healing, merciful love to them through you. What you have received, you are to give. And brothers and sisters, we have all received the healing, merciful love of Jesus not to go back to our safe, little, comfortable places of faith, but from those safe, comfortable places of faith to thank God for the healing, merciful love he has shown to us by sharing it with other people. Not where we choose, but where the Lord chooses. Not on that side of the street, or as Deuteronomy says, not to that place up in the sky who's going to bring it back to us, not that place across the sea who's going to bring it to me, but you and your life and your life right now where you are, there are people who need healing and mercy and love and compassion and forgiveness, and you're on for it. That's what Jesus is telling us. That's hard, because sometimes we don't want to be bothered. We're busy. Maybe we're shy. Maybe we've been hurt too much. Maybe we don't know exactly what to bring to the moment. Don't worry what you are to say or what you were to do, the Holy Spirit is going to work through you and tell you. Just make yourself available in the moment through the Spirit to people in our life who are broken and hurt and need help. Do you know anybody who's suffering? Do you know anybody who's going through a bad time? Do you know anybody you haven't forgiven? Do you know somebody who's hurt you? Do you know somebody uh, who's having a bad day? Do you know people who are having trouble in their marriages or trouble with their kids, how have we crossed the road to avoid those situations? And how can we get back in the right place to heal them according to the Spirit? What did, what did Mother Teresa say? You saw him, didn't you? Brothers and sisters, we see them. They're in our house. They're at work, they're at school. They're sitting right next to us in the pew. We see them. Now bathe them. Pour the wine and oil of our love upon them and let Jesus do his work. We see them. Now love them. What did Jesus say to, these, to this guy who wants to be comfortable? Now. Go and do likewise.